Tiki Hut Media. From Tiki Hut Media, this is Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Hey there, I'm Jerry. Welcome into Soul Ramblings Podcast. This is the 100th episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast, special episode today. So glad you could join us. It's been two years, November 11th, as a matter of fact, of 2020, two years ago, we had the premiere episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast, and we have been on most every week <laughs> since that time. And it's been a great, great ride over these two years. Today, on our 100th episode, we will have my final sermon over at Manatee Life Church in Bradenton, Florida. Got links to that church in the show notes of this episode, plus their Facebook page. My final sermon uh, preached over there this past Sunday. And a programming note for you, coming up Thanksgiving weekend, or actually the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend, we will begin having daily devotions on Soul Ramblings podcast for the entire length of Advent. And I'll have, they will be very brief. They won't be very long. So if you haven't already, be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening right now, and you'll never miss one of those episodes during Advent of Soul Ramblings podcast. Right now, let's head over to the sanctuary for the final sermon from me anyway, over at Manatee Life Church. Two verses for God's Word for today, our scripture lesson for the morning, from Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 2, verses 19 and 20. Hear the word of the Lord. So then, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God, built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, with Christ Jesus himself as the cornerstone, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. Good and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of these our hearts be pleasing and acceptable to you, O Lord, our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. Got a couple of friends. One, a believer. One, a non-believer. Tell you my experiences with both. My non believing friend, when we talk about faith, and if she, I allow her to open that door, I don't force that on her. But if she opens that door, I gladly walk in. And her comments to me are often something along the lines of, well, Jerry, when I go out to the beach and I see a beautiful sunset, I can worship God there and enjoy God's artwork. Okay. <laughs> My believing friend is quite anti-establishment. And what I mean by that is he will say something to me along the lines of, Jerry, I just do not like organized religion. I don't believe 
a church should be able to tell me how I need to worship God. Some similarities there, aren't there? Some differences, but some similarities. I was thinking about that this morning, for this morning, and Jesus gave us a commandment in John's gospel. He said, I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you should also love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. It's Jesus speaking from John 13. And I got to thinking about that and thinking about what I'd heard from my non-believing friend or what I'd heard from my believing friend. And I thought, both seem to want to worship God on their own. We sang a wonderful, uh, Beth and I are from Tennessee, I can tell you for a fact, I've lived it all my life. In the garden, if you don't like in the garden, you automatically have your southern card revoked. <laughs> because it is a staple in every southern church, I know in Tennessee. It is, it is just, and it's a beautiful, beautiful hymn. One of the greats. And I often struggle with that. In the garden, me and God. Just me and God. Nobody else around. Just me and God. But then I got to thinking about that and thought, you know, in order for me to love you, as Jesus said, a new command I give you, that you love one another. In order for me to love you, Clara, I first have to have a relationship with God. I can't love you without loving God. It doesn't work that way. I can't truly love you in Christian love without love of God. So, yes, sometimes in the garden, me and God, hand in hand, yeah, that's necessary. That's necessary. Going out to the beach, watching a beautiful sunset and taking in the magnificent artwork of God and praising God for that, that's appropriate. That's appropriate. But in order for us to love one another, we have to be with one another. We can't just be by ourselves. We can't, what did John Wesley call it? Solitary or holy solitaires, I believe he called it. As a matter of fact, he said this, solitary religion is not to be found there. Holy solitaires is a phrase no more consistent with the gospel than holy adulterers. <laughs> the gospel of Christ knows of no religion but social, no holiness but social holiness. Faith working by love is the strength and breadth and depth and height of Christian perfection. Amen. We keep Jesus' new commandment when we meet people where they are. As I said, allow them to open the door, meet them where they are, and establish and grow an authentic, genuine relationship together. You see, 
God's desire for you, his greatest plan and purpose for you, is that you would never stand alone. That's what he wants for you. That's what he wants for me. That we would never stand alone. Yes, we spend time alone with God. But we never are alone. We never stand alone. We stand together. He created us with a desire to be connected. In fact, this is our thought for today. We're not alone. We're together. We're created for connection. But we tend to drift toward isolation. It's so natural for us to drift toward isolation. Just me and God. That's all I need. Just me and God. As a matter of fact, I think there was a country song a few years ago. Just me and God. What I want you to know today is that you are a part of this church, of this body. And God is building his church. And we know that the church, now, the church is not a building, right? The church is not this building. The church is, look around, look around. Look at the neighbor next to you, the pew behind you, in front of you. That's the church. The church is the people. It's you, it's me, together. And he's putting us together. He's building his church. In fact, Scripture says it this way. Paul's talking to the Ephesians. He says this. He says, you're no longer strangers or aliens or outsiders. You belong here. Listen, if you're here for the first time, if you're watching us online for the first time, if you're worshiping with us, I want you to know something. You belong here. Period. There's no qualifiers there. You belong here. This is the place where it doesn't matter what your background is, doesn't matter what your past looks like, doesn't matter the color of your skin or the magnitude of your sin. You belong here. He goes on to say you belong here with as much right to the name Christian as anyone else. God is building a home, and he's using all of us. He used the apostles and the prophets for the foundation. Now he's using you, fitting you in, brick by brick, stone by stone, with Jesus Christ as the cornerstone. You see, we're a stone. You're a stone. I'm a stone. He's putting us together, building his church. Brick by brick, stone by stone. We're created for connection. We can't build a building without connecting the wood or the stone. If they're not connected, you're not going to have a building. And that's what Jesus Christ is doing. As Christ followers, we're built, it's in our DNA, for connection to each other. But, As I said, we tend to drift toward isolation, me and God. This morning, I challenge us to fight that drift. Here's what we're going to do. When we fight the drift, we begin to live the life that God created us to live. And let me tell you, this is a fight worth fighting. This is a battle worth winning. This is the fight that you want to fight. When we fight, here's the good news, we're not fighting it just me and God. We're not fighting it alone. We're fighting it together. So, three ways we can fight this drift toward isolation. A couple of thoughts I have here for you. Number one, 
We talked about this last week. Remember the faithfulness of God. Remember the faithfulness of God. There's not a person that you have ever met in your life who doesn't need God. Everybody needs God. The most important connection that we can have is our relationship with God. When you walk with God in the garden, when you walk with God, He walks with you. The Bible tells us in Joshua about the Israelites. Now, these are God's people. The Israelites have been delivered from Egypt, from slavery, and they were given a land, a promised land. They were sent. God told them, I'm going to give you a land that flows with milk and honey. So they went after that promise. But because of their stubbornness, we human beings haven't changed much since then. Because of their stubbornness and disobedience, they wandered, they drifted through the wilderness for 40 years, wandering around, drifting, complaining for 40 years. And 40 years later, they're standing at the banks of the Jordan River with the promised land just across the river. All they got to do now is walk across to take the promise that God has for them. On dry land, by the way. It's such a big deal. Because this is a big, big day. Everything's coming together and it's happening right before them. It's so important that God tells Joshua, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take 12 stones out of the river and I want you to place them as a memorial to remember my faithfulness. To remember that I delivered you. To remember that I'm the God who walked with you through all this time. I'm the God that set you free. Remember my faithfulness. This happens to me. I was telling someone earlier this week, one of the things that I love about preaching in this church, and this is, this is just a, this is a physical thing. But, uh, if you haven't noticed it before, turn around and look behind you. That is one of the most awesome stained glass images of Jesus I think I have ever seen in my life. And as I preach to you here on Sunday mornings, the, the mornings I am to preach, that is what I think it's called somewhere else. Pastor Jim, correct me if I'm wrong. Ebenezer, my Ebenezer, here I raise my Ebenezer, my memorial, right? That's my Ebenezer. That's my memorial. It's not made out of stone. It's made out of stained glass. But isn't that gorgeous, especially with the sunlight coming through it in the morning? It's beautiful. And that is my... I look up at that as I speak to you, and I just, great is your faithfulness. That thought constantly runs through my mind as I speak to you on Sunday morning. That's what we're talking about. Remember my faithfulness. And it says that Joshua told the Israelites, in the future your children will ask, what do these stones mean? And you can tell them, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. So what does that, what can I tell the children that have gone to children's church and grandchildren, our grandchildren, what does that mean to you? And tell the stories of God's faithfulness in our lives. 
That's what that is. It's a memorial to God's faithfulness. God is a faithful God, is he not? He always provides a way. He's faithful. Now, I want to want to stop right now because maybe someone here, maybe someone watching us online this morning, will think about those stones, think about that memorial, and think, man, that's great. It's great to have a memorial to remember God's faithfulness. But the truth is, there have been times in my life, it's hard. It's hard to remember the faithfulness of God, especially when you're in the midst of it. We talked about the stones being a memorial. But right now I know that there are some who are carrying those stones. Painful moments where you feel like God wasn't faithful. Where you feel like a 10-year-old boy at a fun fiesta writing a simple little prayer request to a man he just met 10 minutes earlier saying, my daddy didn't call me on my birthday. It's a stone that young man is carrying. And I'm sure he's reaching out because he's wondering, is God faithful? Is God faithful? You look back and you really wonder, where was he? Was he there? And we carry this heavy load. We carry this pain in your life. But that's where we come in, church. He's reached out. He's reached out. Do we provide him the love of Christ? You better believe we do. Sometimes it's hard to see God's faithfulness. But when that happens, you do this. Number two. Remember God's faithfulness and then rely on God's people. That's what that little boy is doing, relying on God's people. We all need somebody. I don't care who you are. Oh, I've said it before, and if you're honest, you have to. Oh, me, myself, and I, I'm all I need. That's all I need. I'm going to... I'm going to use a deep theological word in response to that for you. You can, uh, you can jot this in your Bible. Baloney. <laughs> Baloney. Everybody needs somebody. You need somebody that you can vent to. You need somebody that won't judge you. You need someone that has good judgment. See, it's not just about having people in your life. It's about having the right people in your life. The difference between where you are today and where God wants you to be depends on having the right people in your life. And they'll help you remember the faithfulness of God. You need someone to lean on, someone to be there for you. But you need the right people. And you may say, okay, okay, I, I get that. I need the right people. I'm good. Let's go. How do, how do I find the right people? How do I know who the right people are? Here's a couple of ways. And if you're a part of our church, here are two ways that you can actually find the right people in your, in your life. Two simple things. The first is start serving. It is amazing how when you serve someone in some way, 
Oh, it blesses them. Don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand me. It does. It blesses them. But the blessing that you receive as a result of that is immeasurable. Start serving. Don't know how? Well, now you've got a reason to pray. Lord, show me where, show me who needs you. Show me where I can serve. And number two, get involved in a small group. We have two of them here right now, and we're going to expand on that in 2023. Everyone here, everyone here fits into one of these two groups. There's a women's group, and there's a men's group. You're in one of those two groups. <laughs> the women's group, I believe, met yesterday. The men's group meets next Saturday. If you're a woman and you missed yesterday, contact Kathy. She'll tell you when the next one is. Men. Meet next Saturday. See Brian, and he'll be happy to give you all the details. That's a great place to start. Small groups, small accountability groups. And we're going to have more of those coming up in 2023. There's more coming. Stay tuned. So number one, remember the faithfulness of God. Number two, rely on God's people. And here's number three, release the power of your story. Your story is unique to you. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Whatever you've gone through, whatever God's brought you through, and you remember God's faithfulness, oh, our details may be different. The details may be different. The specifics. But what you've been through and what God brought you through and God's faithfulness to you, somebody needs to hear that. and th Because they're going through something similar. You may not even realize it. Whatever it is you're going through. You get that? There's power in releasing your story. Everybody needs God. Everybody needs somebody. And somebody needs you. Somebody needs you. You're not just another stone. You have a unique story. And your story has power. There's a story in the Bible Oh, no, you may not be familiar with this. It's kind of an obscure story in the Old Testament. It's a story about David and Goliath. You ever heard that story? Yeah, we've all heard that story of David and Goliath. Most of us know that. Here's a quick rundown of it. Goliath, giant, mighty warrior, comes up. He's defying God's people, defying the one true living God. He challenges the army of Israel to fight. But nobody wants to fight him. David shows up, young shepherd boy, which I love because, this is a side note, parenthetical note here, it doesn't matter what age you are, by the way. You have a story, and your story has power. Whatever your age is, he shows up and he says, David shows up and says, I'll fight this guy. This guy's insulting my people. He's insulting our God. So he shows up. What does he do? He picks up five smooth stones from a river, puts them in his shepherd's bag, takes one of the stones, puts it in the sling, swings it around, launches it, hits Goliath right in the head. 
Goliath goes down. David goes over, takes Goliath's sword, beheads the giant, declares victory over the enemy of his people. And you know what I love about this? This is what I love. Goliath was not David's personal giant. He wasn't insulting David personally. He wasn't defying David. He was defying David's people. He was defying David's God. The moral of the story is, when you're my people, your giant becomes my giant. We walk together. You don't stand alone. Whatever you're going through, I go through with you. We don't stand alone. And your story has power. It has power. When you walk with God, you walk with his people, what he does is he brings you opportunities to use your story, to release the power of your story. And when you release that power, you take down the giants, not only in your own life, but in others' lives too, whatever that giant is. Maybe, maybe the pain wasn't in vain that you went through after all. And today, you need to know, somebody just needs to hear that God is not done with you. And God is not done with Manatee Life Church. He's not done with us. He's got a great plan for your life and the life of this church. And he can take the pain and he can redeem it. And he can use it for his glory, for his purpose. Because here's the thing. He's bringing us together. He's building us stone by stone, brick by brick, connecting us together so that we walk together. We stand together. We do not stand alone. We are not in this all by ourselves. We are created for connection. He's building his church. Perhaps today you'll remember the faithfulness of God. You'll rely on his people and you'll release the power of your story to someone. And when you do that, you'll never walk alone. You always have God. And you'll always have people walking with you. The best way I know to do this and explain this and give you a visual aid, Clara. All right, Clara is, is my, I refer to her as, because it's true, she's my God baby mama. <laughs> I love Clara. Clara. Clara, Beth, and I have been friends for several years. Clara and I are brother and sister in Christ, right? And we're walking this journey. We're all on a journey together, right? Right? We're walking along this journey. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, I begin to stumble. I begin to fall. Does Clara keep on walking by and just look at me and walk on by and shake her head and go bless his heart and keep on going? No. No. What does she do? She grabs my hand. She picks me up. Dust, dust me off and says, come on, let's go. Let's go. We're on this journey together. All of a sudden, later on, later on, down the road, all of a sudden, Clara stumbles. I pick her hand up and I say, come on, let's go, let's go. We're in this together. We're not standing alone. Thank you. We're fighting the fight together. We're walking the journey together. Stone by stone, brick by brick, together. We're not alone. Whatever you're going through this morning, church, whatever it is, personally, relationship-wise, whatever it is, you're not alone. You're not alone. And maybe, maybe, 
I don't believe in coincidences, by the way. Maybe that's why God brought you here this morning. Maybe. Just maybe. Would you pray with me? Good and gracious God, we thank you that because of what you did for us, we never have to stand alone. We thank you that because of that, we have hope. We completely have confidence that you're always with us, Lord, no matter what we're going through. And we thank you for brothers and sisters that come along with us. We thank you for that. It's in the precious, powerful, and holy name of Jesus we pray. Amen. And as we leave this place this morning, remember, it's all about doing life with the right people. We all need others to lift us up. Everybody needs God's grace. Everybody needs somebody. And somebody needs you. Go in peace. Amen. Okay, the final sermon from Manatee Life Church from me on this 100th episode of Soul Ramblings Podcast. Be sure to get social with us, our Facebook page and Instagram page. They are listed in the show notes of this episode. Go over there and you can follow us and like us and leave us a rating and review over there as well. We would really appreciate it. I want to thank you for the gift and privilege of your time today. Don't forget, beginning the Sunday of Thanksgiving weekend, we will have each day during Advent a brief Advent devotion on Soul Ramblings Podcast and invite you to click subscribe wherever you're listening right now so you never miss one of those episodes. And here is a last piece of advice. If you believe in goodness and if you value the approval of God, fix your minds on whatever is true and honorable and just and pure and lovely and praiseworthy. Until next week, I'm Jerry Wicker. Keep the conversation going. Grace and peace. Thanks for listening to Soul Ramblings with Jerry Wicker. Download new episodes every week. And if you haven't already, subscribe and be sure to leave us a rating and review. Soul Ramblings is a Tiki Hut Media production. Mm-hmm.